stop. Pilgrim! What did you do with my sister? So, what can I get you? Is there anywhere you don't work? They're called jobs. Something a ball like you wouldn't know anything about. And by the way, I can't believe you asked Ramona out after I specifically told you not to do that. How are you doing that with your mouth? Never mind how I'm doing it. What do you have to say for yourself? Can I get a caramel macchiato? You know what? Maybe it's high time you took a look in the mirror before you wreak havoc on another girl. Me? Wreak havoc? And speaking of which, I hear the girl that kicked your heart in the ass is walking the streets of Toronto again. Check us out now as uh, Lucas and I take a look at 2010 Scott Pilgrim versus the World coming up next on the Couch Potato Podcast. You, the fans, uh, voted and you guys picked Scott Pilgrim over Rocky IV, which I found to be kind of surprising. At least I figured it would have been a little closer than it was. Uh, what do you think, dude? Yeah, I uh, I was a little surprised too because Rocky is such a classic. I mean. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is a cult classic, but it's not Rocky four. I mean, I love Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but it's still not Rocky four. No, I mean, Rocky four ended the cold war. I mean, most people, I don't know what our uh, demographics are, but some of our fans may not even remember or know, know what the cold war is. So got some young kids on here. Huh? Yeah, it was a big thing when uh, I was growing up and Rocky beating Drago ended that. And he, uh, he beat him in the, uh, ussr too he did and uh you know he said uh if eyes can change and you can change we all can change (laughs) but we'll save that one for another one um scott pilgrim uh one uh i i like this movie i'm not as big a fan of it as you are i mean you this is i mean wouldn't you say this is one of your top 10 all-time favorite movies yeah i've seen this movie probably at least 10 times I just love it. I love the video game uh, references, the video game music, and just the just the movie. It's fun. It is. I uh, I uh, remember when I went and seen this. Um, actually, it came out the same weekend as the first Expendables movie, the mm-hmm. Stallone, where he gets all like the old '80s action stars. And the movie, it actually that sold out. So my girlfriend, who's now my wife, we went and seen Scott Pilgrim instead. That's a good choice. A good second choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like it. I think it's good. Um, I think as I've gotten older, though, it's some of the stuff that's a little lost on me now. But, hey, that's why you're here. You you bridge the gap. So, starting to show your age there, Russ. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy now. Um, well, before we uh, kick this off, I'll give you a little tale of the tape on this. Um, Released August the 13th, 2010. So actually just passed its 10-year anniversary not too long ago. Yep. Um, directed by Edgar Wright, who did the Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Um, he did Baby Driver, too. Oh, um, wow. I love, I love Baby Driver. Yeah, that uh, that will probably be an episode at some point. And I will be very excited for that. Oh, that one, that one's awesome. I love that one. Yeah. Um, stars uh, Michael Sarah, a Mary... Elizabeth Winstead, Chris Evans, uh, Kiernan Culkin, Anna Kendrick, Jason Schwartzman, and Brie Larson. Wow. What a cast. Yeah, like they caught them right before uh, they started to take off. Well, Chris Evans and Jason Schwartzman were fairly big stars, and Michael Sarah too, but some of them are like now A-listers or close to it. Um, right. Rotten Tomatoes score of 82%. Critics love it, as well as uh, the fans. Um, 
Although this movie was a bomb at the box office, uh, $85 million budget, and it only brought home $48 million. Yeah, and I I don't know if it was just poor marketing or what. I mean, I to be honest with you, I really don't remember this movie being advertised coming out in theaters. So I don't know why it wasn't advertised heavily, or if it was, I just missed it. And a $40 million or so difference in the box office is a big deal. Yeah, um, I got some thoughts on it, and we'll get into that when uh, we play the movie. I do remember the marketing campaign. I actually, before we did this, I went and revisited some of the ads on YouTube, and yeah, I got I got some feelings on it. So, um, yeah, I mean this uh, this movie is kind of a breeding ground for the future MCU and uh, the what is uh, DC Comics? Do they have a name for their cinematic universe? I don't know, uh, the the Justice League saga, maybe? That or the DCCU? <laughs> that's, a lot of, uh, that's a lot of letters to try yeah, to remember. Just, just the Batman movies. That's pretty much all they've got. That and Wonder Woman. Can't forget about that. Yep, yep. Um, Wonder Woman is good. Uh, well, before we kick this off, uh, you can stream this on Netflix right now. So most people have a Netflix subscription, so you can watch along if you want. Uh, that's kind of what we do here. Um, so, uh, Lucas, are you ready to kick this off? I am ready. All right, man. Uh, we will do this in three, two, one, play. I love the, I love the universal eight bit music and the, the look of it. Mm -hmm. Really brings back the childhood with the NES. Oh yeah. Like that's the first, like thing i thought of when i seen this like oh like because well going into the marketing and stuff um yeah like i knew they kind of had a video game vibe to it but yeah like you kind of knew what you're in for as soon as they start playing that right um so never been to toronto canada but it does seem mysterious what are you talking about e <laughs> i'm sure canadian listeners are gonna love hearing that uh, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Listen here, you hoser. Yeah, I'm going to get, like, uh, emails, like, hey, you fucking hoser. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it if you didn't talk about our country like that. We we love our moose, and we love the snow. And Molson. <laughs> These are probably the worst Canadian accents of all time. Yeah, they are. They're pretty bad. Now, when I seen this, this is uh, when I they said he was dating a teenager before they go into like how the relationship was. I'm like, this is pretty fucking dark. Like he's dating a high schooler, right? Because he's 22 and she's 17. Like that. Uh, I always uh, when I was younger had a four year like they couldn't be any younger than four years older than I was, but like. Once I hit 20 or 18, it's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have yeah, to be able to buy It gets a little weird then, right? So the funny thing is about their relationship is she's actually in real life three years older than Michael Sarah. Really? Yeah. So um, the band here, they all had to learn how to play instruments. Michael Sarah actually knows how to play bass but they all had to learn how to play their instruments here. 
Yeah, I did read about that. Actually, he had to dumb down his playing so that he could compensate for like the lack of skill from the rest of them. Right. <laughs> this is how I imagine Adam would be if he wasn't married, talking to a girl. Like, what do you play? Well, that's, that's a tough question. Zelda, Gears, Halo... This is actually uh, the, the face that I'm going to have when we finally get to watch a concert again. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, before we kick this off, I uh, I actually uh, bought a Metallica. They did a uh, benefit show today, and it's like, man, like this is, yeah. what this is what it's boiled down to now. Yeah, I, I really miss hanging out with, you know, 50,000 other people listening to Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Or... Slipknot or, you know, anybody, really. Anybody but Ann Wilson. Oh, God. Sorry for you, Ann Wilson fans. Yeah, but honestly, like, it was the worst show of all time. It had to have been. It was just, it was so fucking bad. It was free, and we left. (laughs) Jason Schwartzman, you know his uh, mom is Talia Shire, who uh, has a connection to the... uh, Fan poll, uh, she plays Adrian and Rocky. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's really cool. I like, you know, Russ, what I love about this the most is I always learn some new shit that I never knew, and it's just fun for me. Well, I try. I mean, I when I do the research, it's kind of like that scene in Seven when uh, Morgan Freeman's in the library and he's digging up like all about the seven deadly sins and they have the classical music playing in the background. Yeah. It's kind of like it's, that, except there's kids screaming and dogs barking. and <laughs> So it's nothing like that. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this is based off of a graphic novel. Yeah, it's a... You wouldn't... You know, if it hadn't told me that it was based off of it, I would never thought of it as, like, a comic book movie. This, uh, that's what I imagine our fans are like when they hear our podcast. You are so amazing. Or, God, what am I listening to? <laughs> Man, there's some, some uh, bad apples going on here. That old-ass computer. <laughs> yeah, this is very 2010. One of my favorite characters, Wallace Wells. Oh, Wallace is awesome in this. Yes. He actually, uh, those Volkswagen commercials with Paul Giamatti, where he's the movie accountant, and he's talking to that actor, and the actor tells him, like, hey, I, I bought a Volkswagen. That's Kieran yeah. Culkin. Huh. I was watching the Sunday night game a couple weeks ago, and they played those probably five or six times during that. Oh, really? Yeah, and like I just got bored, and I was like, "Who? The, I wonder who that actor is." And I just looked up. I was like, "Yeah, it's Kieran Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's brother." For those of you that, I mean, the, the last name should be a dead giveaway, but. And they also, if you're doing the watch along, they look pretty much exactly alike. Yes, they do. 
So, um, I believe in this, Anna Kendrick's playing his younger sister, and she is also older than him, if I remember reading that right. Really? Yeah. Let me see. I'm trying to make sure I read that right. Now, one thing I do appreciate about this movie is it really feels like you're reading a comic book when you're watching the movie, like with the, like, like just there when it was like summing up how cold it was, and then like how like it always does the wipes, and it looks like you're like the pages are turning in a comic book. Yeah, that is really cool. I imagine all my friends tell my exes too good for him run I personally haven't said that <laughs> I haven't said it yet still got many years before you know I actually uh, I stole that a bit of information about Pac-Man all you've uh, well I know uh, did you tell me in high school they used to call you fuck man <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would wish for them to do that or not. But now I kind of do wish they would have done that. <laughs> Go to your high school reunion. Hey, it's the fuck man. High five. The fuck man's in town. I mean, I'm um, sure people that have watched this notice this. But like, Scott Pilgrim's kind of a deadbeat so far. Like, I never noticed that, but he kind of did the head nod for knives to pay for the them to continue that game. Right, and he mooches off of uh, Wallace. But he's just, you know, that's the struggle of making it in a band. The incomparable <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. So is uh, has issues, is that for Aubrey Plaza or her character? Because it kind of seems the same. <laughs> I think it's just a character. She seems like a very sweet gal when you see her like doing interviews and stuff, but she has that that deadpan like lack of a better term, that bitch attitude down to a T. <laughs> yeah. I've also noticed that Scott Pilgrim is really bad at treating women <laughs> in oh, yeah, a nice he's, way he's really bad at this shit he's an asshole in this movie and if yeah. uh, depending on how you look at it he's almost the villain in this at least that's how i when i watch it he's kind of the villain to an extent too i uh i don't know i never really thought of it like that but now that i'm watching it right now he is kind of a dick yeah, he's an asshole he's probably up there uh i don't think he's uh on the movie boyfriend asshole spectrum, like of Glenn Gulia from uh, the wedding singer. He's probably mm -hmm. like the top movie boyfriend asshole. I think. So your name's going to be Julia Gulia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody will text me or message me on Facebook about like other movie boyfriend assholes, but he's kind of like the prototype to me. He's not quite on that level. 
Scott, but he's kind of a jerk. Yeah. You know, I didn't read anything about this, but I wonder if she actually had to learn how to rollerblade or knew how to rollerblade there. When I first seen this in the movies, I was expecting um, Jim Morrison and a half-naked Indian like in Wayne's World 2. <laughs> Put on a great show. Is it a trite unnecessary to see the crack in that Indian's bottom? <laughs> Wish I could sleep during the day like that. Open the door and be like, holy shit, it's still sunny outside. I used to. I'd have stretches when I was that age where I would wake up at 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. But now to show my age, like, 9 o'clock is, like, pushing it for me. 9.30. Yeah, it's it's past my bedtime right now. That's not but quite But you know what? Yet. It's worth it for Scott Pilgrim. You you do it for the fans. That's correct. And we, you know what? Honestly, we love you guys. All of you. Oh, I don't know how many we have, but it's more than three. It's more than the three we thought we were going to have. Yeah, I think we've cracked double digits now. <laughs> Enough to where maybe we can make t-shirts at some point. I, yeah, that's the hope. Well, let's start out with like coasters and beer koozies, and then we'll work our way up to t-shirts. <laughs> Business cards. Uh, friends of ours actually had business cards made out for their podcast. I thought that was kind of funny and kind of cool, too. It is cool. He knows everyone. And he apparently gossips everyone, too. <laughs> I love how they pinpointed that just from that shitty drawing. Yeah, yeah that cracks me up every single time. Michael Sarah's hair looks like he's wearing a fucking helmet. You know, like, I always get him and Jesse Eisenberg confused. You could pretty much, like, they're damn near interchangeable. And, like, up until the social network, I kind of felt like you could just, you could put Michael Sarah in Zombieland and it's this, the same movie. I don't think you could do that with this one, but. Yeah. Well, he's, that's because their acting style is, let me just be the most plain Jane fucking face ever. Well, they're kind of neurotic talking. and nerdish. Now, one thing right. I did notice about this, is it me or do the main characters just look like they're at this party having the worst time? Yes. All the background <laughs> characters are smiling, they're talking, they're drinking, having fun, but then like Ramona looks like she's just upset to be there and Scott's just kind of like, nah, I just... And then, uh, they're, they're just there to be there. Yeah. Telling that fuck man joke or story again. <laughs> wonder what that guy thought when he just had his hands on his chest like that it's like uh, hey dude I know I would have been like what, what the fuck man 
lady dudes. <laughs> like, who... Okay, so my question is, if he knows all these people and they know all this shit about her, why does he know nothing? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I think it goes back to, like, Scott Pilgrim's kind of a dick and nobody likes him. Yeah, that could be. I don't think the members of his band like him. Well, we already know that uh, Kim, the drummer, doesn't. Yeah, Steven even kind of acts like uh, they can't find a better bass player, so they're kind of stuck with him. <laughs> well, he is the talent. I wonder if that's intentional that uh, Steven is Steven Stills, who's named after one of the members of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And, and then uh, Young Neil is obviously a take on Neil Young. Right. That's pretty cool. I didn't even think about that. So angry that they shut the fucking lights out. <laughs> I'm going to come in and start throwing my keys at people like that. Yeah, let me know how that works out for you. Well, probably not well. Lucas my dogs, My dogs would try to eat it. I think uh, we all have this conversation with a friend where they don't want to listen. <laughs> you break up with your girlfriend because <laughs> she's, you know, because it's fake. What'd you say? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and we all know somebody like that too. Mm-hmm. Damn, the old flip phone. <laughs> this thing claims I have mail. That's funny. Pay attention, gang. This email may or may not have uh, something to do later in the movie. It's actually uh, what I do with my email, too. This is boring. I'm going to just delete them all. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have even read that. I just would have like, all right, this is probably spam that just got through. <laughs> No, he doesn't remember because he's trying to fucking cheat on you because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, Wallace is right, though. Like, I, she's too good for Scott. Yeah, she's uh, she really likes him, and he's kind of a fucking asshole. Look, he won't even, he won't even dance with her now. Have you ever played one of those games? Uh, well, I've tried to. 
It did not go well. Oh, yeah, I can already see myself being out of breath like five minutes into that game. Like, all right, somebody step in quick. <sighs> Damn it, why can't I use just my left foot now? That or I would just get on my knees and just hit the pads with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that right there, that's how I react to, uh, that's how I react to, um, Billy Gold Bubble Tea. Oh my God, win. Not a sponsor of the show, by the way, uh, but Lucas, feel free to plug as much as you want on here. Uh, I love that place. Did you notice on the amps, if you pay attention, the uh, amps say lame brand? No, I didn't see that. One thing I notice as I've gotten older that my P-bar seems to have to be depleted a lot more than it used to. <laughs> and it's not as full as it used to be. No. So let's see. Um, so this movie has like what four future uh, superheroes in it? No, actually. Well, so far we've met uh, Michael Sarah. Actually, plays Robin in. The Lego Batman movie. Yep, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays the Huntress in the Birds of Prey. Uh, yep. Um, well, Edgar Wright was supposed to do Ant-Man. And then, uh, I guess, uh, creative differences, he left that project. But he was supposed to do Ant-Man for the longest time. Really? Mm-hmm. That would have been, really been a cool take to, uh, to see him do Ant Man. I mean, I I like the Paul Rudd ones with uh, fuck the name of the director escapes me off the top of my head. Um, but I I think Edgar Wright would have really made that stand out. Like Ant Man just seems to be kind of like they seem to be filler in that universe. Yeah, it's like hey, we gotta get out a new uh, we gotta get a Marvel movie out. Let's just put Ant Man out. Which, you know, I actually really like the Ant-Man, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I dig them. It just, they, they're not really, they don't really stand out. You know what I mean? Right. That's my hot take for the night. <laughs> Noted. 
And we'll actually, we'll meet some more uh, actors that were in uh, comic book movies at some point. But yeah, this seems to be a, fr- a, a breeding ground for the MCU and the, uh, what do we call it, the DCCU? Yeah. All the, all the letters. Well, I think a lot of it now is really, if you want to be in anything mainstream, essentially it's just comic book movies. If the way, like you see the way movies are made now, it's like, if you're a semi-name actor to like a big A-list star, you're in a comic book movie. Yeah, that's pretty much how they do it. Because I mean, you can't. I can't really think of too many actors that are like not in that have not been in a comic book movie at some point. Like Leo hasn't been. Like DiCaprio. Uh, Which I'm sure he will at some point. You know, he's the one guy I don't see doing them. Really? Yeah, I just, I don't know, he, he's kind of like that guy now, like he makes a movie every couple of years, so, and he's got a, a his name is like, is like when you see like uh, back when I was younger, like when De Niro and Pacino made a movie, it's like, oh shit, they're coming out of the movie, I gotta go see it, before they start slumming, but like Leo now is kind of like in that same, like, that same breath for me, it's like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio's got a new movie coming out, I've gotta go check it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of something that he's done lately that I haven't wanted to see. I don't think you can. I, you know, you, I think you're, uh, I think you're right on that. I'm sure somebody's gonna message me like, "Oh no, that fucking bear movie sucked." <laughs> God, that scene when that bear is tearing him up is fucking violent. Why, hello. This is where we need to cue Careless Whisper, just the melody. (laughs) Now that's going to be stuck in my head all night. You're welcome. I'll just, uh, it'll be the Seether version instead. There you go. I think this is the first movie we've done that's kind of had a quasi make-out sex scene in it. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to watch with your friends. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is a babe in this. Yeah, Ramona's uh, pretty awesome. She's a kick-ass character. Yeah, you know what, though? Uh, I can't seem to overlook the fact she broke up Obi-Wan Kenobi's marriage in real life. <laughs> well, I, I mean, maybe she didn't do it. I mean, it's Ewan McGregor. It's a 50-50 dance, but... Yeah. That 
that's like every small time music club I've ever been to, just an absolute shithole. <laughs> I've only been to a few, so I don't really know how they uh, how they all go. There's a place in Columbus called uh, the Newport. Uh, it's kind of like this, just kind of like run down. Oh, really? So, um, it hasn't happened yet, but there's a, the character coming up and I read that, um, Edgar Wright didn't want any, uh, anybody that wasn't, uh, American in this movie. And one of the characters coming up is actually British in real life. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I thought that was cause, uh, he wanted to, uh, make his American first American movie, which at the time this was, um, he just wanted to make it American. So he made it a point to not cast any, uh, British actors in it. I bet if you, you bought this band CD, like it's like 10 minutes long. <laughs> 14 not a tracks, 10 minutes <laughs> It's a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of songs that just really don't mean much of anything. I'm gonna actually. I think when I'm uh, mad at somebody, I'm gonna start writing a song. That says that's uh, you know similar to what they just did. I mean, you can't be much worse than those guys. You never know. Now, Lucas, I'll ask you, have you ever been in a situation where, like, similar to uh, the situation that Scott's in right now where Ramona and Knives are in the same room and they don't know how Scott knows the other one? Well, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm not really so much a ladies, you know, man. <laughs> I'm a, I'm kind of a very serial monogamous. Okay, cool. I mean, I don't either. I've never been in this situation either. So, I although just, I would I, be, I was gonna say I'd be a total dick in that situation. I just, I just wanted to give people listening like a different perspective on it, but I, I we can't. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I failed. <laughs> well, at least people know that we're very committed to our uh, significant others. That's right, so that, that should in turn mean that we're very committed to trying to make this the best show possible. Right. <laughs> Damn, somebody <laughs> should check on her. Like, she looks like she hit that at a very awkward angle. <laughs> She's got a couple of neck injuries. By the way, I love the fucking music in this, in this movie. It's ridiculous, but I love it. 
Actually, uh, the soundtrack is, uh, I mean, it's not really my cup of tea, but the uh, soundtrack is uh, pretty well-renowned in the some circles, Beck is in this. Uh, I think they said, is it Tonic? I could be thinking of a, somebody else. I'm not sure. There's a song in here that's, um, that's originally done by the band Metric from Canada. That's it. It's Metric. That's covered. Thanks for saving my ass, Lucas. I. It's just weird to actually be able to know something that you don't for once. Well, it's like I said, like uh, you know, Back to the Future, which uh, you can check out uh, in our archives, uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Um, but since Back to the Future is kind of like the movie for me, you know, this is this is your deal, your wheelhouse, right? So I'm expecting you to pick up some of the slack. I'm just here to make like really shitty dad jokes. <laughs> I try to make jokes on here all the time, and half of them stick, and half of them don't. So, I'm sure somebody will write in at some point uh, saying that we should knock the comedy out of this. Like, you guys are not funny. Have somebody write this stuff for you, or just don't. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just continue to do that. I'm sorry to let down those people. <laughs> Now, since you're more of a gamer than I am, is like this kind of like this fight scene here inspired by any games in particular? It kind of looks like a, it almost looks like a Tekken type deal. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking, like Tekken, because it doesn't really have a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, and Tekken's the only other fighting game that I really know well enough to make a comparison to. Right. I got everybody's looking around like, what the fuck is going on here? I know if I was at this show and like this broke, I was like, I didn't pay for this shit. Although I would, there's never been a, this may make me a horrible person, but there's never been a fight where I haven't been like, I kind of want to check that out, see what happens here. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what happens. Like, you know, once you guys are done, can you go back to the music, please? Uh, actually, I was just uh, researching real quick, and we were talking about uh, Crash and the Boys. That that's a broken social scene. Wrote those songs for them. Huh. I know that's completely late, but... Yeah, you know. Facts are facts. I like hearing them either way. Well, instead of writing all this stuff down, I figured I would be fancy and use my my iPad and... It's all out of sequence here. I, uh, I'm not cool. I don't have an iPad. I'm on my laptop doing research and watching at the same time. I bought one specifically for this show. See, that's commitment right there. Mm-hmm. Just so our fans know, that is absolute commitment. I like to know what kind of fucking town this is, though, where you're just fighting for hours on end. <laughs> right. <laughs> what did you do today, honey? Oh, I got, I fought all day. 
Like me and this dude, Matt, I just became friends with him. We just beat the shit out of the entire football team. For several hours. <laughs> Some of the stuff in this movie is just so over the top ridiculous, and I love it. Is that a thing, a trait now with hipsters that they have like jagged teeth? I don't know. Like fangs? I don't know. We're going to have to ask some of our hipster friends. <laughs> We're not going to name any names on here. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> now, if I'm going to make a video game reference... Would Matt Patel be kind of like the Glass Joe of this movie? Like the easy win that you're going to get Mike Tyson's punch out? Yes. Okay. He's like he's like the uh he's like the warm-up band. You know when you see when you see like four bands at a show, you yeah. know the very first one, <laughs> they're on like 5 hours before the main act is on. Speaking of shithole venues, there's one in uh, the area that uh, they typically, they'll have like a band play and they'll have like seven or eight bands opening for them. Oh, yeah, and like uh, locals that nobody's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen a show or two like that. Now, Lucas, I got another question for you. Have you ever had to fight a group of ex-boyfriends to win the love of whoever you were dating at the time? Uh, I have not. I've fought ex-boyfriends of, you know, girlfriends before, but never to get to them. So, right, right now, your current girlfriend, you haven't had to fight, like, a collection of ex-boyfriends? Not as of, not as of yet, but, you know, <laughs> it's still... The year is still young. 2020 yeah, is still it's, young. Yeah, it's a fucked up year, so anything's possible. Right. I haven't had to do that either. And Well, I fully expect that when I'm done with it, they better turn into fucking coins because I want to go to the arcade afterwards. Well, when they open up. Yes. Because I don't know if there's any arcades that are even open right now. I have no idea. Did he make that bacon for him, or did he just steal it? I wonder. Um, he probably just stole it, because he seems like a moocher. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think everybody recognizes that guy. Yeah. He may have been in a thing or two or a thing or two. Well, there's That's what the, I hear. <laughs> there's the uh, next comic book uh, connection to this movie. Uh, Chris Evans played uh, Johnny Storm in the 
less than great Fantastic Four series, and of course he's Captain America in the MCU. Right. And if you don't know that, and if you haven't seen, well, you don't really have to watch Fantastic Four, but definitely watch Captain America, Marvel movies, all of that. That's what I spent my whole day doing today. You know, I just noticed that line where he says, like, that the next click you hear is the be hanging up, and then the one you're going to hear after that is the trigger. Doesn't that mean the gun is empty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had he's sub- gonna mi- he's gonna miss several times. Because I have the subtitles running, I just read that. I was like, that means the gun doesn't have any bullets. <laughs> I always thought that band name was like really cool. Clash at the de- or the Clash at Demon Head. Yeah, it's actually uh, based off of a video game. It used to be called that back on the uh, Nintendo system. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. See, I I never knew that. Lucas brought his A game today, where I'm more like maybe a C minus. Well, you know, every dog has its day. Sometimes I get lucky. God, Scott Pilgrim's such a douche. Yeah, this this really kind of bums me out every time I see this because she, like, you could just see her heart crush, crushing into a million pieces right now. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to step out. <laughs> that He's like that meme. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to head out. Or like the Homer Simpson meme where he's just kind of fading into the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here, so here's the thing. Like, how the hell does Scott Pilgrim keep getting girlfriends if he's such a piece of shit? I don't know. And here's the, like, one of the reasons why I don't think this movie did as well. Like, this is one of my few theories. Like, at least the conception of a nerd would be like, you wouldn't see, like, two very attractive young women fighting for his affection, you know what I mean? And I don't think right. like, a nerd could like really relate to that. I don't know, I mean, Scott's more of a slacker, but you know, like the marketing for this, they kind of appealed to like, you know, movie nerds, video game nerds, that, that crowd. And I don't think they could really relate to them fighting over him. Right. Especially not people that look like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. No, or uh, Ellen Wong. Yeah, I couldn't think of her name, so I just, I just went with the name that I knew. I just happened to, uh, I am uh, my notes. I just happened to be, like, I just seen her name, and I was like, oh well, yeah. Give her a little See, shout out. We are professionals. He's Neil. I don't know what he's making. It looks like he's just cracking nuts. 
Maybe that's uh, some kind of delicacy up in Canada. The mysterious uh, world of Toronto, Canada. You know, I never did notice until uh, just now that her hair has changed colors until he mentioned something about it. Yeah, and I, there was like some trivia about that that I saw, and I lost it. Um, but it's something to do with uh, Zelda. Yeah, it isn't it like the like I'm not a Zelda guy, so. Okay, so it's the three goddesses from the Legend of Zelda, 1986. Pink equals Din, blue equals Nehru, and green equals Farori. I'm sure I've slaughtered those. I'm sure that Zelda fans are going to hate my guts. I apologize. Love Breath of the Wild. It's the only one I really have seen, or have played, sorry. Our producer is a huge video game guy. He's probably going to f- try to kick the shit out of you now for fucking that up. Yeah. Oh, he's going he's gonna to come to work and let me know that I'm just the dumbest person ever. Or he's just going to edit you completely out of this episode, and I'm just going to sound really fucking weird talking to myself. <laughs> I, you know what? I really hope that happens. He was like, yeah, fuck that guy. I'll show him. <laughs> but we love you, though, Adam. We do. You do make us sound very nice on here. There is no way that I would be able to go that long without a haircut. That's pretty much my go-to because I'm going bald. So just might as well leave it up there for 432 days. Well, I don't think you have the uh, the helmet like he does, though. True. I mean, that looks like a moped helmet in the, that shot of the just like how that <laughs> silhouette. Yeah. So, um, throughout this movie, there are X's everywhere. Like, um, just in that shot a second ago. Yeah. Well, I don't, I didn't see one there, but I'm sure there is one because just about every shot there's, um, Oh, you X's didn't see them or... when uh, they were walking up the. No, I missed it. I was looking for them, but, uh, it's to reference what number of X they're on. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Also, I want to know, like, where she met all these guys and dated them. I don't know. Some people just have a thing. You know, it's the thing about them that just draws people to them. Chris Evans has that douchebag chin strap beard that I think most guys have had at one point or another. Yeah. Guilty. I'm included, yeah. I had that too. (laughs) 
this uh this character that Chris Evans plays, I know he's an asshole, but he is one of my favorite characters on this movie. Oh yeah, this whole uh, scene coming up is probably, I would say, one of my two favorite fight sequences in this. Yeah. Did you um? You see the car with the number two on it? Mm-hmm. So that's another reference to he's the second evil X. Now see, like every time I've seen this, I wonder what the two stood for. I thought they were going for like a whole Canadian Dukes of Hazard vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Canada does have like a Dukes of Hazard type thing. Uh, it's hard to say. So, um, the uh, stunt double or stunt doubles in this are actually his stunt doubles. Really? Yeah. Well, at least they look kind of a lot, you know, kind of like them. Like I remember we watched the Terminator Two uh, when we did that episode, and like the scene where Arnold grabs Edward Furlong off that uh, dirt bike looks nothing like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> right, he's about you know two hundred pounds less of muscle. Although, like you said, with the uh, with the chin strap beard, it seems kind of easy to replicate. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, fucking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater really took a different turn here. Yeah, this is some kind of uh, like bonus level. Where you get the shit beat out of you. Now, in your research notes, like, did you figure out like how he like how he knows how to fight, or is it just kind of like going into the whole video game trope? Are we talking about Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, I hope we're talking uh, about I, Scott Pilgrim. That's a movie I've been watching for like the last thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Well, I didn't know if you meant uh, Chris Evans. I, you know, I didn't know if you were like, oh, you know, I've seen this movie so many times, I could fucking wing, and I'm over here watching like uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio bear movie. <laughs> I'm over here just napping. I'm on. I'm on cruise control. It's like, oh yeah, I remember that scene. Every time you talk, Russ, you wake me up. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't see anything like that, but I'm assuming it's probably one of those video game things. I can appreciate the fact they're called a league of evil exes. I like how there's a whole league. Yeah, like like a league. Like that's what maybe we can call our fans that since we have enough now to like our league of fans. Hmm. Cause I think a league is what like are- five to like five to nine, maybe, maybe ten. Yeah. And that's how many we got. So, yeah, our league of fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, that line, T-shirt I use idea. that line. Yeah. I use that line all the time. Can you do a grindy thingy? It's called a grind, bro. I always thought whenever you yelled the so sad, is that where you got this from, too, is this movie? Yep. <laughs> 
Actually, uh, I think all of my references are from this movie. I don't think I reference anything else ever. That's all I got, Scott Pilgrim. I'm sure that's a uh, sure that's drawing in new fans. Are like, oh great, this guy really knows his stuff, and then they listen to this and they're like, oh shit, never mind. God, Lucas fucking sucks. He had that moment in that Scott Pilgrim episode, and like he just outside of that, he doesn't bring anything. <laughs> But he's also funnier than Russ. Russ tries to like be funny. He just isn't. But if if it weren't for Russ, the show would fall apart. That's not true. Oh, that's 100% true. I think it's our producer who just makes us sound good. We do love you, Adam. <laughs> now, how much, like, how much did uh, he get for uh, Matthew Patel like, when he beat him? Did they show how many points he got? Yeah, I want to. Was it a thousand? I think it was a thousand. So this is essentially like him moving up like the the ladder in Mortal Kombat. Right. Yeah. You see those X's underneath her number. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, League of Evil X's. Oh, okay. Seven deadly X's. So now that this is a kind of references Mortal Kombat, like at the end is like the final evil X Goro. Uh, Does Ramona yeah, Flowers he... date Goro? <laughs> she really loves all his arms. He gives the best hugs. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a warm blanket. <laughs> Before I crush them. I'm sure Goro sounds nothing like that. Uh, I'm sure Goro sounds more like a man than me. Damn, Wallace is getting deep. <laughs> and I may have came across a different way than I wanted it to, but... <laughs> Uh-oh, it's Indy. Sound like a sex line. So, um, obviously, that's uh, Captain Marvel there. Yep, Brie Larson. Um, for this movie, she's um, she actually sings in this movie. She's actually a singer besides an actress. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then they've got to have a musical number in Captain Marvel, too. <laughs> I, I really hope not. Hey, you know what? It's 2020. I'm sure it's written in there somewhere. Then I'll just cut it out. That's fair. Let's see. I'm trying to see how many albums she actually put out. Oh, she put out albums? Yeah. Damn, you really did your uh, homework on this one. She had a song that peaked at number 31 on the Billboard Hot single sales. In the States? Yeah. Oh, wow. She's done it all. She's a superhero. She's an Oscar-winning actress, and apparently she has a hit, a hit single. Okay, I see it now. I just noticed the, uh, the X's. Yeah. I like how they put that in there so you can kind of see that reference. 
I've seen this. Uh, I've seen this girl in something else lately. Uh, do you watch that show, or have you heard of that show, Good Girls? It has uh, Christina Hendricks and oh, I can't believe I forgot her name because I'm a huge Parks and Rec fan. But uh, she's in that show. She plays. Oh, the... is she... it's is that the her. is that the one where they're like where they um rob people or something rob a bank or something yeah they're uh christina Hendricks is a like a housewife you know like her husband is a um, owns a car dealership and then they fall on uh, hard financial times so they end up robbing a bank and then they end up getting uh kind of in deep with like a like a oh i, I he's not a gang bank he's like a underworld criminal like he's kind of like a like a head cheese of like a territory or something. Oh, okay. My wife watches that show. So I've never seen it. I am actually very upset. The fact I can't think of the other actress's name in that. Um, the bleeps that they got on here where she's, uh, talking to him and they're, they're blanking it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was, that was to keep it from being rated R. I read that makes sense. <laughs> I th- actually, I think it works better with this than it does if she actually were to say the words. Yeah, it makes it funnier. Oh, Rita is that actress's name. Oh, okay. She plays Donna in Parks and Rec. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'm actually upset that I I blanked on that. I'm just going to sit here and sulk for the rest of this episode. <laughs> IMDB must have shut down for a minute. The human IMDB. Well, there has been internet issues at my house over the last week, and you know YouTube shut down for a little bit, so I guess it's to be expected. Yeah. Well, uh, my movie actually crashed while we were in the middle of this, so I'm, uh, I think I'm lined up with you, but I may not be. I'm pretty close, at least. (laughs) Pilgrim. I love that. Maybe when I go to, I'll go to a Starbucks and just have them put like my name down as with a cuss word in the middle of it. See if they read it off. <laughs> Carl Macchiato for fucking Russ. <laughs> Why is that guy so mad at him right now? <laughs> oh, that's me. So, um, I'm wondering if these guys that are in the bed there with Wallace, if those are uh, both Anna Kendrick's ex-boyfriends or the character that she plays. You know, that's a good question. I actually never thought of that until you brought that up. Because she said not again earlier. Mm -hmm. 
think growing up that uh, my friends either had that couch that they're sitting on or the one that has like it's made out of wood and it has that orange and brown pattern on it. Yeah, whoever uh, came up with that design definitely uh, killed it in the sales. Well, I mean, what do you expect, though? She's 17 and she just had her heart broken. Right. This uh, conversation she has with her friend kind of reminds me of, like, the people at work that are all younger than me. Probably old, like twenty five. Like, fuck. <laughs> you, you, so, do you think that they they all like? Oh, we're all adults here. <laughs> I don't know. When she says that, this like uh, when she says how like good that that hair dye made her hair look like. I always picture like Ron Burgundy that scene in Anchorman where he goes, "I make this look good." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that looks exactly like the open. Like if you ever go see Iron Maiden in concert, that's exactly the response the opening band gets. Really. <laughs> oh yeah, like no one even gives a shit. We got there early uh, to meet up with some friends. Like they went on tour last year, and we seen them in Cincinnati. And the opening band was playing, and it's actually uh, Steve Harris, the bass player's son. And like people were just carrying on conversations. I don't think maybe all but ten people were watching them. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's like with any Iron Maiden show. It's like almost like they don't give a fuck about the opening band at all. Hmm. Well, the, sometimes you find uh, like a nice golden jewel in there. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, every time I've seen Maiden, they've always been with uh, either uh, the the Raven Age or. I did see him with Ghost. Ghost was pretty decent, too. I love Ghost. So this song that they're playing is the uh, is a song that's actually by Metric, but it's sang by Brie Larson. Oh, it is? This is uh, yeah. called Black Sheep, isn't it? Yeah. Could that be another superhero I've seen? It could possibly be. It was funny. I was uh, reading some of the stuff about this, you know, like who the superheroes are in this and who they dated and who they've dumped. (laughs) (laughs) You're reading like one of them gossip rags. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, it's like Captain Marvel dumped Robin to date uh, Superman. Superman. Yeah. But then he Robin rebounds with Huntress. Right. 
Man, I really wanted to like Superman Returns so much, and I just don't like it. I I haven't seen it in a while. I liked it when I first saw it, but it's been a while, so I don't know if I'll still like it or not. And it just it's kind of I don't know. It's like he tries to rip off too much of the old Richard Donner, Christopher Reeve Superman movies, and just I don't know. Just it's very bland. Yeah. At least in the Henry Cavill when he fucking kills somebody. It's true. I mean, I don't think they really imply it, but I mean, like, he fucking murders people in Metropolis <laughs> that fight at the end. Yeah. You know, this is kind of a interesting idea. I would like to see a movie from the perspective of, like, normal, everyday people. I know they tried to make a comedy series about it, but, like, normal, everyday people that are in the middle of all these wars these superheroes are fighting. Hey, there you go. You can write that, then you you'll have to quit the show, obviously. Yeah, so never mind. Sell, sell it to Netflix or Amazon. Probably be more like sci-fi, because you know they'll put anything on there. So, um, the three. It's on uh, Todd's shirt. Shows that he's the third evil ex. I haven't seen his shirt yet, so oh, okay. I paid attention to it. Oh, there it is. And I don't know if... Uh, I think he just took the title of uh, biggest douchebag in this movie. Yes. Anytime anyone hits... Like, anytime a man hits a woman, it automatically ascends you to top douchebag. I love how everybody thought that was just kind of like, oh, he just struck that underage girl. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah, this is a rock concert, you know? Fuck it. Apparently that's what goes on backstage at rock shows, just punching bitches. I mean, maybe at an Insane Clown Posse concert, but... <laughs> Punching a jugglette. Jigglette or whatever the fuck they are. Now let me ask you this. If you became a vegan and you were granted the powers that he has, would you do it? Probably. As long as I don't have to fight Scott Pilgrim. Like I said, I don't know how on track I am with you watching this right now, but some of the lines that Allison Pill has in this movie are just the right amount of fucking sarcasm. Mm -hmm. She's pretty good in this. I really liked her in the newsroom, too. Oh, fuck, yeah, she is in that, isn't she? Yeah, I love that show. It was a good show. And then uh, here goes uh, Ramona telling the story of how she's a hoe. 
I read that anytime you see the moon in this uh, movie, that um, the hole in it is from where he, where Todd punched it in the moon for her. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, Todd really is fucking Superman in this. This is actually how, um, when Todd starts talking shit to him, that's actually how I talk shit to. I gotta explain the shit talk that I'm doing, because it's so... <laughs> I overthink it. You know, I can actually totally see you doing that. <laughs> that is exactly what I would do. Time to take that baseline for a walk. Yeah, you know, that text even looks kind of like what Tekken would have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's... I don't know if there's actually anything that says... What that's based off of. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out, like, that club. Like, I have never been to a concert where there's been that many, like, uncrushed, like, empty cups in my entire life. There's (laughs) at least 60 of those things, like, maybe more. Holy shit. I just noticed that. Seems like a big waste of solo cups. Now, since Michael Sarah is actually a pretty good bass player, according to the research, I wonder if like he's playing Brandon Routh's bass line and then Brandon Routh is playing Scott Pilgrim's line. I don't know. I can see in your mind's eye. The fuck does that even mean? vegan police are the only uh, two actors in this movie that are older than 30 when it was filmed. And there's the last superhero that we have. Uh, That's Thomas Jane. He was the Punisher. Yep. Another movie that I really wanted to like and didn't. Uh, Was was that the original Punisher? 
I know they had like a sequel or something. Didn't they change yeah, actors? Well, there's uh, Dolph Lundgren made a Punisher movie in like 1990. And then Thomas Jane did the one with John Travolta. And then they made uh, Warzone with Ray Stevenson as the Punisher, which that one is a fucking shit show. Yeah, that's. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. That's bad. Yeah, that one's really bad. So, uh, shout out to Gabe that we work with. He actually says this line to me at work. You once were a vegan, now you will be gone. <laughs> well, I'm glad he hasn't headbutted you yet. That's true. By the way, uh, that whole uh, running out of the room and high-fiving thing, uh, that's actually uh, what Russ and I do sometimes when we get off work. Oh, yeah, easily with the leg kick and all. <laughs> so, uh, fun fact, Russ, that uh, that line that he says where he says, you kick my heart in the ass, mm-hmm. I use that on my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> you kick my heart in the ass, so divorce. She doesn't mention the fact that her boyfriend punched a fucking teenage girl in the face. Right. She's just <laughs> mad that he got that he got headbutted. <laughs> I still have an issue with that. Well, Russ, that's because you're a decent human being. Now he was uh so we've got what Four left? Yeah, uh, yeah. God, Scott Pilgrim's such a fucking douche. But I know you're having a rough night, but you're kind of taking it out on your girlfriend like a douche. That's what they do. Now, I wonder if anybody thought that, like, or if Edgar Wright had anybody else in mind to play Scott Pilgrim other than Michael Sarah. No, actually, uh, I read that he didn't. He uh, saw Michael Sarah in, uh, shit, I just had the movie in my head and then I lost it. The one with Jonah Hill. Super bad. Super bad. He saw him in that. And then was instantly said, he's the one that I'm going to have in my movie as Scott Pilgrim. Even over Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we're the only ones that get those two confused. It could be. Maybe somebody else does. I don't know. About to find out why she keeps saying exes instead of uh, ex-boyfriends.
I don't know why she's wearing like football stripes. <laughs> well, the eye black uh, might have been earlier because uh, it was sunny outside when she first she first assaulted Scott. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen like or been outside when like it's snowed and the sun hits it, it's blinding. So. Yeah, that's true. The football stripe, so I have no idea. Maybe it's just to go along with the eye black. Has been. Seems like a Japanese-style fighting game. We really should have had Adam give us some notes on the video games they're using this movie. I know. Missed opportunity for Adam to not be on this episode. He should be ashamed of himself. He's, he's really going to listen to this and be like, you guys referenced me like, I don't know, ten times more than you ever have. He's just going to like, keep keep my mouth or my name out your mouth, I eat. <laughs> I really hope he says that to me. Jesus Christ. That would actually be my response, too. I don't think I can hit a girl. They're soft. I was going to say, I hope that's not an uh, artistic choice. They had no problem doing it earlier. <laughs> well, that's why, that's why he stood up for her. I feel everybody in... Like, everybody in this club, nobody is, like, freaked out by this. The fact that this bitch disappears and comes back. <laughs> well, maybe they thought it was just, like, one of those old ninja tropes where they, they throw that puff of smoke and, they're like, they disappear and they show up somewhere else. Well, it's probably the same thing, you know, like, I'm sure, like, for me, like, I wonder how, like, Everybody in this movie knows how to fight. Like they're trained martial artists in this and So um this may just be me, but I've never touched a girl on the back of the knee and she orgasms into uh, a bunch of coins. Maybe that's just me, but that's never happened for me. Lucas, I'm gonna be. I'm just taking a wild stab here. I don't think it's happened to anybody. <laughs> it would just happen right there. I've seen it. Well, it's a movie, so everything is based off reality. That is correct. I just imagine this is how Toronto is, and if I go there someday, and people aren't just beating the shit out of each other, or life's not a video game, I'm not. I'm just leaving. Just bursting in the coins. Yeah. They must have a low homeless rate there. 
Well, I just seen some guy bursting the coins. I got a hotel room for the night now. Uh, uh. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I was like, almost like fell out of my chair. You're so riveted by this movie, you almost fell out of your chair? Yeah, and all the facts that I've actually been able to spout off tonight. You have been a, a fact machine tonight. I feel like I haven't contributed as much to this as I would like. Well, I mean, you are the star of this show, so I guess I, I needed to step up for once. That thing says Japanese, perfect, handsome. <laughs> They're both described as that. Every time they uh, they look at a poster for another band, they automatically just decide that they're going to lose. That's yeah. no confidence. That's no confidence in your band at all. No, Steven Stills is like he's supposed to be the talent. He like he just fucking gives up before they even start. Right. So I've kind of noticed through this movie, after watching it so many times, that uh, Kim still loves Scott. Yeah, I kind of get that vibe, and she just plays like she doesn't. She's too cool to, to love him. School, yeah. Yeah. And now it's green. Yep, she... Uh, I wonder if she changes it based on her mood or what it is. He's a douchebag too in this movie. Gideon. Yeah. I mean, is he supposed to be, but man. Actually, you're kind of hard pressed to not find somebody who, you know, to find someone who isn't a douchebag in this movie. I think I think uh, young Neil and uh, Steven Stills are they're, they seem to be cool guys. They're just a little like uh, Neil's a bit like naive, and then Steven's just a bit neurotic. Right, they he's a. Like they, they have redeeming qualities about themselves. They may not be. And Kim too. Kim seems to be like she has her shit together, just sarcastic. Yeah. Did you see the moon have the hole in it? Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of the song. I'd be lying to you if I uh, said that I didn't listen to the soundtrack of this movie a few times. Oh, I believe it. Like, 
like I said, like the the music's not really my cup of tea, but I mean it, it's it fits the movie well. Right. Now I have never seen like I've been to thousands of shows, I think. I think. But I've never seen anything to where like two people are playing at the exact same time, like that close together. I, I sure it shit probably sound seen, really bad. Yeah, I sure shit haven't seen fucking dragons come out of somebody's like amps either. I know, I almost kind of feel like we got, we've got we gotten robbed. We need dragons now to come out of the speakers. Well, I'm sure there's uh, always dragons coming out of Imagine Dragons shows at their amps. Ugh. Hard pass. Yeah, like my son really kind of dug them for a minute, and he would always want me to play them in the car, and it just... <laughs> Did it break your heart to play them? <laughs> it's just like, I was like... Fuck, man. Come on. But now, like, I I think he's, like, coming around, like, because I, I had said something about, like, oh, you don't hear Imagine Dragons? And he's like, oh, that, those guys suck. boy. Yeah. I think this is the only fight that isn't actually, you know, person versus person. Is their monster like a, an abominable snowman or like a Yeti or? I don't know. I was thinking like it kind of seemed like a gorilla, but. Better take that extra life. May come in handy down the road. I think this is a. When he runs into knives and it gets like real awkward, I think that's how it is for everybody running into their ex. Yeah. Whether they were a piece of shit and dumped them for no reason or not. Like Scott wasn't here. What's that? Just that that exchange. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody's awful. had that. I think everybody's been in that situation a time or two. Oh, great. Now you tell me. Such a fucking hipster prick. Yeah. He's just missing the hat. I'm sure he has one. I like how he's really pissed off at Gideon and he's never met him. <laughs> he's calling him all kinds of names and he's never met him. Well, he just stole his girl. That's true. I mean the douchebag ex that like you trying to your best to stay away from it. He just swoops back in, steals her. 
Jesus Christ, what an asshole. <laughs> They really don't seem like they would be a couple, though. At least... No. It seems like very one-sided emotional abuse from Gideon. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, like, Gideon's probably, like, doesn't, like, really value her. It just kind of wants her around as like, like eye candy or just doesn't bring anything to the like the table for her. But I don't know. It, to me, it's just like that doesn't seem like just from a, I guess, a visual perspective. They just don't like they would be together, you know? Yeah. Anna Kendrick's character seems like the only one who's not like in like she's living in a video game. Mm-hmm. She seems like the the only normal one who just happens to be trapped in this video game world. I gotta feel like that. I do that to my brother sometimes too, where like. If my brother's down, and then, like, I pretend, like, I care for, like, a minute, and then, like, I just kind of go about what's going on with my life again. Wallace keeps it real. We all deserve a friend like Wallace, or at least a roommate. I don't know if they're really friends or not, or if it's just a a partnership of convenience. Yeah, I haven't really figured that part out yet. Well, it doesn't seem too convenient for Wallace because he keeps trying to get rid of him. part where she's like sitting there by him kind of seems like a like a job of the hut type thing yeah I could see that minus the the chain around her neck I love the captions. Pump up music plays. If people don't watch this with captions, they really should. It's hilarious. I don't know why that always just... I crack up every time I see him, like, tying his shoes. (laughs) 
It looks like Michael Sarah went to the Tom Cruise School of Running. Tom, Man. Tom Cruise runs like that too, where he looks like his hands are like make him faster because he just makes his hands like like very like pointed like they're like knives. <laughs> Cutting through the air. Yeah, it's just like up oh, wind resistance doesn't stand a chance. Scott's so angry. Yeah, he's definitely a douchebag. He's got a fucking cane, and he doesn't need one. <laughs> Jesus. Nothing like calling your, uh, your current girlfriend spilled coke. I actually have a sword come out of my chest every time I talk about my girlfriend, too. Oh, you do? Yeah, I level up just like he did. I've never seen that. And you talk about her quite often around me. <laughs> it's invisible. You know, I, I always want, like, one of these times I should. St- actually uh, add up all the score that he gets on here. I wonder if it has any kind of significance. You know, I don't know if it does or not. That's a good question. Like if it's equal to some kind of record, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the high score in fuck, man. <laughs> What a game. I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to get a cane with a sword in it. just for no real reason. There's a movie that came out in 89 or 90 that I wanted to watch sometime. It's got Rudger Hauer in it. He's a blind samurai, and he has a cane, and he like he can like pull it apart, and it's got a sword in it. It's fucking, it's fucking awesome. sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> so I've watched this movie so many times, and I... I never noticed that she said, get ready to chow down. (laughs) That's hilarious. 
And I do want to I want to apologize to the audience because I may be slightly off from where their movie is. Like I said, I'm ha I'm having some technical difficulties over here. So, need to get off that dial up, Lucas. I know. No one's One tried these days. To use, no one's tried to use the phone over there and cut you off, have they? Uh, I hope not. I don't know if people still talk on the phone. You know, like I I don't know too many people either. My mom, that's about it. Yeah, I, I talked to my mom on the phone too. That makes us good sons. I think so. This is definitely a video game movie because, like, you don't see Gideon get charged for murder or anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, normally uh, people don't walk up to other people and just stab them with a sword. Yeah, I think that's the like the uh, the deleted scenes. It's like the fucking cops got that place surrounded. They're trying to talk him out of coming out. Yeah, and you notice nobody like called the cops when they when he came in there and started wrecking shit and trying to fight people's, everybody. People's moral code in this movie just is fucking awful. They just must, you know, they just must be okay with all the fighting. Scott's dating a seventeen-year-old girl. Seventeen-year-old girl gets punched in the face. Fucking Gideon kills somebody in cold blood. Well, it's not cold blood. It's it's the heat of the moment, but still, he's murdered. I mean, not only did he stab him with a sword, but he talked shit to him while he did it. I'm still waiting for Jim Morrison to pop up in this. <laughs> you must find a half-naked Indian. He's going to tell him to put on a rock concert in Aurora. This is me. I feel like I learned something, and then I totally forget what the fuck I learned. Five seconds later. Oh, yeah, that's it. Just carry around one of them little notepads with you, like cops carry around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lesson, don't be a douchebag to people. Lesson two. Is this what you're supposed to do when you go to a club? Just beat the shit out of people as you walk in? Well, typically when I go in there, they'll ask me if I have a ticket. I go through a metal detector. I hand them said ticket. I go to the bar, grab a beer. That's it. I've never had to fight my way into a concert at all. Yeah, me either.
Maybe that should be an upgrade option from Ticketmaster. Like, yeah, if you can fight the bouncers and win, you could upgrade it to the pit. And then backstage passes. Well, maybe won't go that far yet, but at least we'll upgrade your lawn seats to the pit area. That's fair. I almost want to get on Cameo and just have Allison Pill yell that. <laughs> yell, we are sex for Bob, and we're here to watch Sky Pilgrim kick your teeth in. One, two, three, four. Wow, if she's a fat ass, I want to know what the benchmark is. Yeah, I know. Or is she literally talking about her ass? I don't know. Are they talking about like the, uh, like when you're, <clears throat> you go to the doctor and like, oh, you weigh 230, you're morbidly obese. Like, what? Right. <laughs> I'm seven foot tall. Yep, that's still morally obese. Yep. Gideon's got a badass sword. Like it causes glasses to fog up too. <laughs> this whole time Ramona's standing there like, what the fuck is going on? I like how they flash red when they're about to die. It's kind of cool. Another great video game reference. Mm-hmm. I think Scott needs a stronger sword. He's struggling a bit. have somebody else ascending to the mantle of douchebag in this movie. Ultimate douchebag. Mm-hmm. 
I always thought that uh, that whole shot was super cool. Yeah, with the with the pictures where they're punching him and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Looked like a comic book. Just kill him already. Yeah. I mean, it's really at this point. I like, I like how he's like, it took two hours to get a hold of everybody. Two hours. That's the most fucking millennial thing I've ever heard. Seven billion points, huh? It's an interesting scoring system this uh, game of life has. Yeah, I was. Uh, even the the twins were like what six thousand when he beat both of them. Yeah. I'm just waiting for like somebody's like. And after that, Scott signs a contract with the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League. <laughs> um, I read uh, another fact that Gideon was actually originally going to turn into a robot. Mm-hmm. But they thought that was lame. And I agree. I think that would be kind of lame. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have dug that either. Nigga Scott. This is actually Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Social network versus super bad. Oh, I just noticed that uh, on that door, the G's right there for Gideon, mm-hmm. they're in the they're kind of in the shape of the Triforce for Zelda. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a lot of Zelda references in here. I'm assuming that Edgar Wright really loved that game. Yeah, I had seen somewhere where the the opening song or a theme song of Zelda is in this because he said that's kind of like a, he considered it a nursery rhyme. Yeah, he wrote, uh, he hand wrote a letter to Nintendo asking them to, to use the song in this. Well, see, that's always, that goes by my theory that if you hand write a letter, shit's going to get done. Cause you could type a letter, hand- you can type a letter, you can send an email. They get like, well, Scott obviously proved that, uh, you, those get ignored, but you handwrite a letter to somebody like, "This motherfucker means business." Let's took take the time it. to yeah, took the time to actually sit down and write us. Who does that? Now I uh, well, I'll get into that here in a minute, but um, the nicest guy she's ever dated, well. I guess that's true, considering who she 
used to date. Yeah, I guess, but man, Scott Pilgrim's still an asshat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe not now. He's, he's faced his nega self. And that actually is another uh, theory on why I thought this kind of bombed. Is I'm not the only person that thinks this, but I'm not a huge fan of Michael Sarah. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. He just I've always found him irritating. I just uh, for this movie, I just think he's perfect in this role. He, he is. He's like I really can't see anybody else in this, but like I think that's part of the reason why this didn't do so well. It's just like I was amazed by like how many people I've seen like just don't like him as an actor. Yeah. Well, and he's also not like, you know, big movie opening actor anyway. At least I wouldn't think so. Now, I did read something where the original ending was he gets back with knives but it didn't test well, so they rewrote it to where he gets with Ramona since like that's the whole point of the movie. Right. I could see how that wouldn't test well. I mean, yeah. kind of just defeats the whole purpose. So there was uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah, uh, I mean... To me, it's still good, but it's not as awesome as I remember it. I mean, it's maybe I'm, because I've, as I've gotten older, like I've gotten less and less involved with the video game world. So maybe some of the stuff I've either either forgotten or I never played some of those games, anyways. Yeah, and see, I just dropped five hundred dollars on a brand new console. So, <laughs> uh-huh. um, but, uh huh. But I, uh, the last theory I had was uh, the marketing in this. You. Like the uh, YouTube videos I watched with like the uh, like seeing like some of the TV ads, it's like it never really marketed. They couldn't do a, a good enough job marketing the movie. You couldn't really tell what it exactly was. I don't even know really how you would market this movie. No, I mean I think that uh, a decent PR guy could have done it, but yeah, like I would have, I would have tried to market it as maybe, maybe a, a comic book movie. But I mean, it's just got so many different genres that's tied into that. It may have been an uphill battle. Yeah, but that's why people make the big books. It is a it is a cult classic now. Like I don't know anybody that hates this movie, and it's actually one of those movies where it bombed at the box office. But it's like ever since it came out on Blu-ray and DVD, it's kind of garnered a second life. Now it's like probably one of the hidden gems of the. The last decade. Yeah. I can't believe this movie's 10 years old. Yeah. Well. But uh, it, it's definitely still, after watching it tonight, still definitely in my top 10. I love this movie. Well, good. Well, I hope that everybody enjoys this episode as well. Um, ch- uh, be sure to check us out on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, we just got added to iHeartRadio. Um, if you listen to us on Apple, be sure to leave us a, a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, so until next time, I'm Russ, and with, all, with me always is Lucas, so uh, we'll catch you guys later. Bye, everybody.